2: Welcome to the Rushmore Kazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Net- Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined by Armani Buckets and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing, gentlemen? I'm not doing so well because <laughs> not because I'm
3: upset. Um, because my pocketbooks are about to get hit a little bit because the Lakers are officially locked into that play in tournament and I owe you something Arash. So it's unfortunate in that regard, but happy for you too, in the sense that you guys are happy. So best of luck to you guys yeah I,
1: I i appreciate it although that game was kind of hard to watch toward the end um you know i this, this always happens a lot. you know the the lack of effort sometimes in games they're thinking about they were thinking about wednesday's game in the whole game i mean toward the yeah. second half you could tell they were just trying to coast and get to it then lebron davis who were both struggled with injuries played big minutes and now are listed questionable tomorrow they'll have to play now since the warriors won um but listen the lakers not in as great of a position as you would as one would think right now because if they lose tomorrow the clippers are going to win out most likely and the warriors are going to win out because the kings do not have to play their starters because there's no way they catch the grizzlies now since the grizzlies won today pretty much they have to gain two games on them they don't own the tiebreaker so <laughs> they lose tomorrow. They're probably the seventh seed, even if they win out. They kind of need to win tomorrow. And if they want a doctor with the seeding, you lose the last game.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, again, so great that we're even having this conversation because for the majority of the season. And Armani Buckets and I made a bet prior to this season that the Lakers would make it into to the play-in tournament. And to Armani Buckets' credit – he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong last year when he said that that wasn't a play-in team. They were below 500, missed the playoff. And he wasn't really wrong this year with the team that he made the bet with. They had that team was a below 500 team that was not a play-in tournament team. The trades that they made, however, have made them one of the top five teams in my view in the West. I'm not going out on, on a limb here because they, they still can't finish with the five seed. So let's go... Uh, through the standings real quick, the Lakers defeat the Utah Jazz last night, complete their four game road trip at a perfect four and oh they are they've won seven of their past eight games with that terrible aberration being that loss to Chicago on Sunday, but. Now they sit at 41 and 38 tied with the Clippers that they were momentarily also tied with the Warriors before the Warriors defeated the uh the Thunder and so now the uh, Warriors are right now in that unique position of being in a seed that I do think most of the teams in position don't want to be they're in the 5 seed why well No one wants to play the Phoenix Suns in the first round. And by the way, if you're the Suns, you don't really want to play the Warriors or the Lakers now that they're healthy or the Clippers. Uh, But that four or five um, first round series, no matter what it turns out to be right now, right now, today, it's Suns Warriors. Tomorrow, it could be Suns Clippers. It could be Suns Lakers. We'll, We'll figure out. But no matter what. The two teams that are in that 4-5 matchup are going to be two teams that uh, most people would say are in contention to win the Western Conference. Um, so, yeah, listen, the 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 way it goes right now, the three games, I believe, left in the season, right, guys? So they got uh, Clippers, big game, again, Clippers. Home game technically, but obviously, uh, you know, at Crypto.com Arena, probably more Laker fans than Clipper fans. Then they finish out the season at home against the Suns and against the Jazz. Um, I think the Lakers can go 3-0, finish out the season strong. I think more than likely it'll be 2-1. Okay, so if you're playing this out, and I agree with you guys, it's going to be really tough. Uh, for, for 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 these teams to try to position themselves to not be that fifth seed, um, as crazy as this sounds, I would almost rather be the s- seventh seed. Again, the seventh seed hosts a play-in tournament game. They win, they advance. You're putting yourself in a kind of a tough spot there. Uh, like again, the, the 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 dream I would have right now is for them to be the sixth seed and to play. Armani the Buckets, Sacramento Kings, because again, I, I still am not totally sold on them. All right, guys, where do we think the Lakers finish out the season? Again, I'm the reason that I'm a little bit more optimistic that they can beat the Clippers, despite the fact that they have not fared well against the Clippers recently, um, is that the Clippers just have not looked like a good team this entire season. They haven't looked that great uh, prior to the deadline. They They haven't really improved a ton post-deadline. Obviously, they're worse because they don't have Paul George and they won't have him for uh, the first round of the playoffs. Um, so I do like the Lakers in this game. Uh, where do you see the Lakers finishing out the season?
3: i uh, I do think they win tomorrow, although we know what their track record is against the Clippers, and Brandon is shaking his head. I understand the hesitation with picking the Lakers tomorrow. And honestly, the heavy minutes that they had to log tonight doesn't help with with my confidence in picking them. But then Friday, you have Phoenix on the second night of a back-to-back with very little to play for. They're locked into the fourth seed. So we don't even know if Kevin Durant, Devin Booker will play in that game. Sunday (laughs) is, you know, you guys are going to laugh, but Sunday is still interesting to me because with Oklahoma City losing, I mean, there's still a way for Utah to sneak in the 10 seed. And I know Markinen didn't play tonight, but they played Colin Sexton. I don't really know what their objective is. And the Lakers should win that game regardless. But I don't know if Utah's going to lay down. I, I, With that being said, I'm going to say 3-0 to finish the year and ending up playing Phoenix in round one. And I don't think you can... Now, you said the 7 seed doesn't really scare you, Rosh, and you might prefer that. I understand where you're coming from, but I
2: also think that that's playing with fire. And there's no, there, there's no doubt about that. So if I were to rank them, one six, two seven, three five, and I know that that sounds weird, but again, that really only is because of KD and the Suns. I mean, I mean, if if we're looking at the Suns team with KD, with Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre, and the team that they put together you know they they are if not the favorite to go to the the finals i mean they they're in that conversation so again i'd rather be in a position where i'm playing you know the kings or the grizzlies or even the denver nuggets by the way so i'm in houston still and uh the houston just mm. steamrolled the denver nuggets and coach mike malone called his team out and called them soft I mean, it's just, yeah, at this point in the season, when you lose by 20 points to the Houston Rockets, I mean, what the heck are you even doing out there? I mean, that, that when I say I'm not worried about them, it's not that I don't respect them, but when I see performances like that from a team that really, again, hasn't proven a darn thing in the postseason, that's why I, I'm like, give me LeBron James. He's won multiple titles. Give me um, Anthony Davis. He's won a title. Give me a team that's been there before.
1: Well, also, yeah, so a uh, twofold question I'll answer here. The first one is you bring up Anthony Davis. I first off want to say the only reason that game was close is because he didn't attempt enough shots. And I know he was double teamed a lot, but they, it, Darvin Ham's offense looked stone age at times. I don't—I know it was like, give LeBron the ball, let him hold for 20 seconds and see what happens. And it, that's just not going to work against good teams. So hopefully they learn from that In because when games matter, and I expect them to learn from that and play better, they need to get Davis more shots, regardless whether it's off-ball movement, whatever picks. I don't care. Get him, get him, get him, give him the ball. Right. What I'll say here is I disagree with Armon. I do think they lose tomorrow. Um, real I've been quick, at, I've been real about, quick. Yeah, the yeah. Go ahead. The
2: Lakers Clippers game is tonight, Wednesday night. Oh, tonight, tonight. My apologies. My apologies. It my is, apologies, it is apologies. tonight again. We 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 have a lot of games coming up towards the the end of the season. But yeah. But by the way. Quick turn. Last night, they play in um, overtime against the Utah Jazz. Get on a plane back in Los Angeles. And tonight, yeah. they play the Clippers. So, yeah. Tonight,
1: tonight. I don't know. I, I, it was one of those things I, I meant tonight, said tomorrow. <laughs> My apologies. I still think they lose tonight. I mean, the big minutes last night with LeBron and AD. The Clippers always show up to play the Lakers. And it's just as as big for the Clippers as it is the Lakers tonight. Right? So, For me, that just screams disaster waiting to happen unless D'Angelo Russell plays and they play that lineup and everyone's healthy, then they still have a good chance because remember, the last time they lost to the Clippers, they didn't have this roster. So I think it's hit or miss. I do think they end up getting the seventh seed, though. They win those last two games, lose tomorrow, and they play Memphis in the first round.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, so the the goal, the dream would be the sixth seed again because, listen, no one wants to be in the playing tournament. I mean, I... I'm saying having a home play-in tournament game with the way that this team is playing, I'm not that nervous about it. That being said, I'd rather not play it. I'd rather just be the uh, sixth seed. Um, so, but can, maybe, I, yeah. can I chime yeah. in real quick? Sure.
3: Let's not forget, if you do get that seventh seed, there is a possibility that you have to go through Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, and yeah. obviously Zion should be rusty. And then maybe in that second game, you might have to go through Luka and Kyrie. And I know the Mavericks have struggled, but in a one-game elimination, I still think that those two are scary.
2: Yeah, I mean, so that, oh. that that's why you don't want to be in that play-in-tournament game. I I don't foresee them losing that first game. I, I do think uh, the first home playoff game, and I'll call it a playoff game despite the fact that it's a play-in-tournament game. The first playoff game... At, and I'm going to call it Staples Center because of the significance of what I'm about to say. The first Lakers playoff game at Staples Center in front of fans. Keyword there, in front of fans. In ten years, I mean that's that's the significance. I mean, I think that place is absolutely absolutely going to be electric. The fans have embraced this team; they love this team. Again, when you've gone through a period, and again, I I hate to say this for a franchise that's won all these championships and just won in twenty twenty, but when you have 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 a team that plays so poorly on the court, so clearly hates just being together. I mean, it was tough watching this team for the past year plus year and a half and more. Um, So to have a team now that post trade deadline is one of the best teams in the league. That's I mean, that that place is going to be electric. I have, I don't know what the line's going to be, that they're certainly going to be favored if they're healthy. I think that they win that game and I, and and it might not be a close game.
1: Yeah. I I agree. I mean, look, we all want the sixth seed, but Sacramento is not going to be playing anybody against Golden State, probably. So
2: you win some, you lose some. It's going to be fascinating, some of these playoff uh, seedings and some of these playoff matchups, only because of the way that this season has changed during the course of the season. Again, the Suns are not really the fourth best team in the West. The Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors. Again, the Clippers are in a unique position because they just lost Paul George and he could be out for some time. Um, again, that 4-5 matchup, you're going to have two teams in that in that uh, series that there will be some people who say whoever wins that matchup is going to go on to the NBA Finals. I mean, it's just, we've we've never said things like that. But again, it's, you know the Suns have changed. Obviously, you, you get KD before the trade deadline. The Lakers have really completely changed their team. Um, yeah, like the Clippers are, are are the one team that I think maybe the loss of Paul George is more so than mo- than most. And we'll talk to Grant when uh, in the second segment, but. When you're going up against the Suns, for example, if they're in that four-five matchup, I mean, I mean, losing a player like Paul George hurts them a ton. Um, okay, so go, going into the game tonight, and as they close out the season against the Suns and against the Utah Jazz, I'm saying two and one are money buckets. Your uh, prediction for how the Lakers close out the season?
3: Yeah, I think that they will run the table. And I don't say that again with a lot of confidence because of the minutes that they registered against the Jazz. But I do think that they are on a roll right now. And, you know, I wanted to bring up one quick thing with you, because with both of you, because, Arash, you have been very level-headed all year, saying the goal, you know, this team has realistic goals. I want to be meaning yourself you want to be realistic with the expectations of this team but come on now it is impossible to ignore the elephant in the room the western conference is open and the lakers are rolling have you thought about the possibility of going to the
2: NBA finals. It needs to be addressed. So the only time I've really thought about it, and I'll let him chime in, of course, Brandon's brought that up a couple of times. And Brandon is very hyperbolic in some of his opinions, but they are based in numbers. They are based in facts. I mean you are you're not wrong. The West is wide open. When I saw what I saw last night, for example, the the Denver Nuggets getting blown out by, you know, twenty plus points by Houston. You know, the Grizzlies haven't done anything in the postseason, the Sacramento Kings, this is the first time in the postseason in 16 years, you know, we'll still see what the Suns are, I mean, there's, it's wide open. So I have allowed myself to kind of think about, okay, could this team go on a run? Yeah, sure. You know, could they maybe see themselves back in the NBA Finals, Uh, you know, the closest comparison that I can make, and this is not a, a, a proper comparison, of course. Is that when the Lakers made the trade for Pau Gasol fifteen years ago, I think it was fifteen years ago, um, you know, they that was different again because they went from a team that I thought could be in that four or five seed uh and maybe win a playoff series to like all of a sudden they're in the the nba finals you know this team goes from a year ago not even being in the playoff play in tournament being a below 500 team uh this season before the trade deadline below 500 not in the in tournament i mean if This would be, and I'd have to look at, you know, the the history of the league, one of the greatest turnarounds in season and in the past season. Plus, if you go from being a below 500 team, not even in the top 10 or 11 in the conference to all of a sudden going on a run where you're in the finals, incredible. But Brandon, as crazy as that sounds, it it is a possibility at least. Well,
1: absolutely. And Armand said it, if they end up playing Phoenix, whoever wins that series, I mean, other than maybe the Warriors with Wiggins, if the Warriors were to win their series, that winner of that series has to be favored in the Western Conference, right? I mean, Denver's looked bad. Memphis can't win on the road, even though they win at home. They have serious flaws you can exploit despite their defensive um, you know, prowess. They still are. They have flaws. I mean, all of these teams have flaws. It's like what Brian Windhorst said yesterday. You know, LeBron has the most experience out of all those guys. You know, and this is a wide open Western conference. And I know every, a lot of people on Twitter are like, oh, but the Lakers, we say, we've we been saying this about the Lakers. This is the most talented roster they've had in LeBron and Davis's tenure. And that's just a fact. More talented than the 2020 team. I just think the 2020 team had more momentum. LeBron was better. Um, Davis was about the same. Uh, I think Davis, this these past 10 games, has been bubble Davis. I mean, he's been very similar. But LeBron was much better back then. That's the big difference. And I know it's a huge difference, but the rest of the roster, D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, the defensive stopper, um, a couple shooters, even Troy Brown, Rui Hachimura is all of a sudden now playing great, right? Getting minutes. This team top to bottom, it makes sense that Laker fans have expectations of a deep run because it's certainly possible.
2: You know, so what, what this team has that reminds me a little bit of the 2020 team is that they all get their roles. I mean, there's there, we don't have a situation here where the third man on the team thinks he should be the second guy or that he the, the offense should run through him. Uh, they have situations on this team where the third best player, which we've talked about a ton uh, th- this season, uh, it changes from night to night. That's what happened with the 2020 team that won the championship. The third best Player. Some nights was Kuzma, some nights was KCP, some nights was Rondo. Same with this team where it's either D'Angelo Russell, could be Schroeder, could be Austin Reeves. Uh, but again, the chemistry is there. The chemistry is like the biggest thing with this team. When you see uh, LeBron James talking to the media and his teammates are doing the goat sounds. Uh, again, we didn't have that. And these are like the small things, but it really does mean something when you go into work and you like the guys that you're going to work with. And so it's it, it can't be stated enough. Not only has this team improved talent-wise in terms of, again, a year ago, amazingly, as much as we talked about the team, like, look, they got Carmelo and uh, Trevor Ariza and Dwight Howard and Riley. The majority of those guys are not even in the league anymore. We joke about players going from in the league to going to Taiwan. I mean, a lot of those guys are not even playing. Um, that's not the case with these guys. Our, our body buckets. I mean, when you look at this team, how far can they go? I mean, you brought it up. Would you be shocked? Would you be surprised if they go all the way to the NBA finals?
3: No, I wouldn't, but I also wouldn't be shocked if they lose in round one. <laughs> I don't think so. I do think that obviously the West is wide open, but I don't really think that the Suns are some invincible team. I don't think any of us think that. I don't definitely don't think the Nuggets are some invincible team or Memphis. Sacramento's offense is great, but lack of playoff experience going into the playoffs. If it was up to me, if I was setting the odds, I would give Golden State the slight lean as the favorites just because they've done it. They did it last year. And now with Andrew Wiggins back, I think that they have to be considered the favorites. But what's the Lakers record against Golden State this year? I mean, they have a loss,
2: right? I mean, yeah. I mean so, <laughs> so that's 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 like the best thing ab- about them is that. Really, they've, they played well against some of the, um, the best teams. And as we kind of put like a bookmark or a bookends on the pandemic, I, I go back to the Lakers Clippers right before the world shut down and the Lakers beat the Clippers and the Milwaukee Bucks. Now they are playing up the Clippers tonight. All right. Let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our friend Grant Mona to preview the Clippers side of things. When we come back right here on the or 1090 in Southern California, the bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii sports.
1: We go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life.
0: This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Steel clown with the
2: underground when we come around. Welcome back to the Rosh Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty Air 1090. ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment, We just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii. Call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go to the Circus Sports guest hotline and join our good friend. Grant, Mona, Grant, how are you? You know, guys, I'm,
0: uh, pretty nervous.
2: I'm pretty uh, nervous
0: tonight. I, um, <laughs> things are getting a little bit too close for my, shouldn't head. be nervous.
1: You'll be fine. Oh,
0: things are getting a little bit too close for me.
1: Okay. It's okay. Okay. Let's just, ahead. let's go straight
0: into it. I know a rock <laughs> probably have a question, but grant, when was the last time the Lakers beat the Clippers head to head? It was, uh, t- October, I believe maybe September of 2020. So it's been a while. Yeah, my point is, they played an
1: overtime game last night. I know they, yeah, on paper they should win, but we know what happens to the Clippers going up in, in an equally important game against the Lakers, right? I mean, if the Clippers win out, they're the five seed, right? And if they right, lose yeah. a, uh, tomorrow, they're in danger of being seven. You know, yeah, I, so I think,
0: I, I think the Clippers, how they, how they're set up it's either five or seven. I don't think they can get six anymore because they own they own the tiebreaker over the Warriors and they own the tiebreaker over the Lakers. So if they lose, they go to seven and the Pelicans own that tiebreaker. So the Clippers could be eighth, honestly, if they lose twice in a row. They still have to play the Suns. Um... So, like you said, I mean, I, I've been saying this for almost every show now. Is about momentum, right? And the Clippers don't have that momentum. The Lakers have that going into this matchup. Yes, they just played on a back-to-back in overtime, which was insane last night. I don't even know how they blew that ten-point lead with a minute left. That was yeah. that was a Clipper thing. That, they that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That
2: was <laughs> um, really. Yeah, it's it's
0: th- this game tomorrow is probably going to be the best one since that twenty twenty.
2: Yeah. Season. Game is happening uh, tonight again, Wednesday night. It's Lakers, it's Clippers. And so uh, to bring in what Brandon just touched on, the last time the Lakers beat the Clippers at uh, Crypto.com Arena, Staples Center, their home, was March 8th, 2020, that was right before the world shut down, right before the pandemic hit. The Lakers technically did beat them one more time, uh, July 30th of 2020, in the bubble, when they kind of had their last few games of the season before they went into the uh, postseason. But again, the last time at Staples Center slash NowCrypto.com Arena, March 8th, 2020 the clippers have won every single game since that they've had since then i'll just do a real quick account while we're on the air because that's really fun to do one two three four five six seven eight nine ten straight games the clippers have won um grant uh we touched on it in the first segment we really focused heavily on the lakers you just heard me say it the clippers have beaten the, the lakers 10 straight times what concerns you about tonight's game
0: Uh, What concerns me is just, um, you know, I think that the the defensive end, the Lakers have brought it. I mean, they're number one since the trade deadline for a reason. The Clippers have kind of fallen to middle of the pack, right? They've always been a team that hasn't really gotten it together. They haven't played the right guys. Uh, Marcus Morris is going to be back. I hope to God that he's not in that starting lineup because they've been playing pretty well with Nicholas Batum in there. Um, And Robert Covington, too, has been really good on the defensive end if they had him the whole year they'd probably be looking at a four or five seed but for me it's the defensive end the Lakers are going to get out in transition they're going to play through LeBron and AD but the Clippers they need to defend those guys that's what they need to focus on they already said they're not going double team on Anthony Davis that could be barbecue chicken so um, yeah, Marcus Morris may be a Guangdong Tiger uh, <laughs> Can I ask a question?
3: <laughs> I yeah. we we haven't brought this up yet which you know is, is shocking cuz this is going to be the story of the night. Um we saw what Pat Bev did in his return against the Lakers and Pat Bev has, you know, on air on his own podcast, he's talked a lot of smack about his Lakers tenure. Russell Westbrook has not done that, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think is going to happen with Russ against the Lakers. Do we expect any bad blood, any animosity, or do you think it'll be kind of, you know, a standard basketball game from that perspective?
0: Uh, look, I, I think that Russ, you know, Russ always says that he doesn't have vendettas. Like when he played Kevin Durant, you knew he always, you know, took it to that highest level. No. Yeah. I think that he's going to do He's not going to say in the media because he's very smart about that. But I think when the game starts, you'll start to see that kind of pit bull mentality come out of him, right? That always happens when he plays KD. When he played Patrick Beverly when he was on the other team, that's what he did. I think that he's going to show it. I think he's going to show it against LeBron. Look, I'm kind of scared that he'll overdo it. He he tends to do that a lot where he overdoes it, creates turnovers, creates bad shots. He starts to get too into it. That's what I'm afraid of but i do think that think that he's going to have something out for those guys i mean those guys basically ever since then have talked bad you know subliminally about him through the media so and i'm sure i'm sure he doesn't uh, not hear that i'm sure he hears that a lot so
2: yeah i mean the thing about russ is he needed that kind of breath of fresh air and and here's the thing cuz I love my uh, Clipper reporter friends, but it's not a Mapples and Oranges. He could have been a bad fit with the Lakers. He may have, for whatever reason, and you hate to use this term, but you may have been a cancer in the locker room because he just didn't like it here. He knew LeBron wanted to have him traded and all that good stuff. It may have been a breath of fresh air. Now with the Clippers, again, going to a, a team where Paul George wanted him, he was wanted by that team. So it's not... To, it's not you know it's not a, a Mapples and oranges type thing um brands, so something that you, we're going to be hearing about tonight and over the last co- couple of uh, games of the season is playoff positioning now the, La- the now the lakers warriors clippers we can loop in the pelicans there um kind of kind of in that logjam there for that five, six, seven, eight seed um the, the the unique thing about this is that I don't think anyone wants to play the Suns in the first round if they can help it. Your thoughts on that? I mean, I, it's not that I don't want the Lakers to be the 5C, but like it, in a weird way, if I were to rank where I would want them to go, it's the 6 seed because you're not in that play-in tournament and I'm not totally sold on the Kings. And in a weird way, before even the fifth seed, any matchup against the Suns would be the seventh seed because you got a home playoff game, a home play in game, then you advance. Um, How do you view that? Yeah, you know, it's it's come up a lot,
0: especially with the Clippers now. And, you know, in years past, they have jockeyed for seeding and it's kind of hurt them, right? But I think in this situation, you, you want to try to avoid the playing as much as possible. I don't think you want to go into a double elimination situation when you could go into a quadruple elimination situation, you know? And, and it's not about... I think everyone in the top four, to me... Is pretty even. I know the Suns have KD and they're making a run right now and they're you know they have a Booker. I'm still I still have questions about their bench. The Kings play fast. They play hard. They have a well, I'm I'm curious to see how they play in the half court in the playoffs. But that's not a team that you can just say, okay, I want to take them. They're a pretty good basketball team. Armand said this for many times. They're a team that could make a deep run that people are kind of sleeping on. So you never want to fall all the way to the plane. And sure, you get a lower seat and you get to play somebody else other than the Suns, but you go into that double elimination hey you lose that first one oh my god now we got to play the nuggets if we win that next one so you never want to fall that far back and i i hope that the clippers don't take that route this time i don't think the lakers will i think the lakers will try to win out i think the warriors will try to win out um but the clippers have been known to do that and i just really hope they don't because if they fall that seven there's no guarantees that they beat the pelicans
1: Also, one one thing I'll note here is if the Warriors do lose to the Kings, let's say the Kings do play their guys. I know they have to gain two on Memphis in three games, which is going to be almost impossible, but maybe they do um, and they win. Then that's when the Lakers, if they do win against the Clippers tonight, can doctor that last game. If they truly want to do that and play Max Christie, Scottie Pippen Jr. and Cole Swider out there for 35 minutes. Like If they truly want to do that, but they bet, and, and look, they would fall to the six, right, if Golden State were to win because they'd, they'd have beaten the Clippers, meaning they would not fall down to seven with the same record, right, or with one one more win than the Clippers at that point. Um, I mean, I have to do the math on that, but I, they can play around with it if they can win these next couple of games on Sunday, especially if the Kings do end up beating the Warriors and trying to still get the two seed. But if the Warriors went out... I think Grant is right. I think you just avoid the plan entirely. I mean, you're going to have to play the Suns at some point if you want to win a title, right?
3: Yeah. I I agree with you, Brandon. The the problem is the Lakers G League team might beat the Jazz <laughs> on Sunday anyways. So, we we yeah, it's it's just, you know, we don't
2: know how this is going to play out, but it's going to be
3: fascinating.
2: Uh, Grant, uh, one of the issues that we've said about the Clippers is, you know, we don't know when Paul George will come back. Shams has said he's out for the first round. We brought up that, you know, the Clippers were very coy about Kawhi until the season was done. They didn't rule him out for the season. You know, I mean, they kept saying... He's out for a week. He's out for this series, and then by the end of the, the uh postseason, we we saw how long he's gone for. Not saying that that's the case necessarily with Paul. Um, what is your thoughts on the Clippers going into the stretch run and in the first round, especially if they have a four or five matchup with the Suns without Paul George? Yeah. Well, you know, we
0: you know we haven't heard any updates yet. You know, they say reevaluated in two weeks. Um, This would be the second week mark, but I highly doubt that there would be any timetable for him to return just because, you know, even on his podcast, his new podcast that he has, they don't even show his legs. They show him from here up. So he could be in a brace. We don't know. So that uncertainty, yeah, it plays into it because if you go into a series with, you know, Kawhi against Booker and KD without, you know, really any other star, that's a bad recipe. I know you got the five seed, but do you want to be swept or out in five games, that's something you also have to jockey. So Paul George was huge in that 2021 Western Conference final against majorly the the same Suns team without Jay Crowder. So he has proven to be up for those games against the Suns, especially against Devin Booker. Him and Book have gone back and forth. So that would be a huge loss for them if he can't play at all in that series because the Suns have the length. They have that starting lineup length. So that would cause a lot of problems to me. Let me ask you guys a quick question. Um,
1: Phoenix, when they had McCall Bridges, because we see what they're what he's doing now in Brooklyn and him being the elite defender he is, plus the depth they still had with Cam Johnson, um, a couple other guys, right? Uh, you know, they wouldn't have had KD that star power. Which team do you value more and why? Because Grant brings up a good point. Their depth is gutted. Akogi's probably their fifth or sixth best player. It's gonna be tough to win a championship even with. You know, having Buck, Aiden, by the way, Aiden's been inconsistent all year. T 3 has been inconsistent all year. But yeah, that tandem's elite. But how much more do you value this Suns team now with Kevin Durant, despite not having depth, versus an elite defender, one of the best in the league, and Mikhail Bridges, who can also score 25-plus points per game, who, you know, he's proving to do, and Cam Johnson and other guys.
0: Armand, go ahead.
3: I mean, Mikkel Bridges, 28 points a game on 63% true shooting in 23 games. It's a Brooklyn net. I'm not saying it's, you know, no offense, Grant, the Clippers trading away Shea, but this guy looks like an absolute all-star next season. Like if he plays like this, we're talking all NBA team, potentially, if he does it through an 82 game sample size. (laughs) I don't want to say you don't trade for Kevin Durant. But I, I don't think the Suns are good enough. And if you're not good enough to win a title, then it's really going to be a tough look. And you have a new owner that comes in and he wants to make a splash. I know you guys talked about this in our group chat uh, yesterday about new owner syndrome. Maybe you jumped the gun a little bit too much, but let's, you know, I'm going to pump the brakes until we see what Phoenix does in the playoffs. You don't have much time, though. Durant's in his mid 30s. You have to do it now.
0: Yeah, and and for me I think, you know, those two assets to give up both is just such a gut punch to their depth. I mean, Mitchell Bridges basically filled in the same shoes that Kevin Durant had in Brooklyn before he departed. Like, Mikhail Bridges is putting up just as good numbers with better defense in my opinion. So like, that's an, an equal for the Nets. That's a W already. And then you give away Cam Johnson who's a very critical shooter who probably would have fit pretty well around Kevin Durant. Uh, but I understand you got to do that. It's kind of like what we said with the, with the Nuggets and the Wolves. Uh, excuse me, the, the Wolves and the Jazz. Where they got go Gobert, it was kind of like, like Armand said, that new GM syndrome where you just kind of make a rash decision to get a star like the Wolves did when you don't really take into the fact that the depth and the people around those two stars is what made the team. So the Suns have the star power and so do the Wolves, but the pieces around are thin. Guys, well, in uh, a Iraq- rock. Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. I well, was going to say
2: Yeah, go go ahead. I I was going to bring this up because I I placed two wagers for Brandon here on most valuable player. Doc Rivers comes out, and listen, Doc is prone to do this, as we know, Grant, with the Clippers. I mean, he wants his guys to win. He basically said it's a done deal that Joel Embiid should win most valuable player. Uh, Grant, you'll appreciate this. I was in Houston Tuesday night uh, watching the Houston Rockets absolutely manhandle the Denver Nuggets, (laughs) blow them out by 20 plus points. You know, speaking to how good Jokic is as a defender and all that. But also, like, I mean, Michael Malone basically called out his team as being soft. We're talking about the number one seed in the West. I mean, we're talking about why is the West wide open? Because the number one seed just got blown out by Houston by 20 points. Two-part question for the group as we kind of close out the uh, show today. Most valuable player. I mean, I thought it was a lock for a while for Jokic. Is it wide open? When I say wide open, can Joel Embiid win? And again, the Denver Nuggets. I mean, again, I I am not scared of this team one bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, for go ahead, Armand.
3: Go ahead. I was I was going to say for me, it's 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 a really really close race. But all the stuff about Jokic's defense and all the you know limitations that we've discussed. No disrespect to him, because he's an offensive you know engine that we have not really seen in the modern game. But I just, I have to lean towards Joel Embiid. And with that being said, we're going to have this discussion again, in my opinion, come playoff time. Because if you watch the Celtics and the Sixers game, Embiid scored more than half of his team's points. The Celtics were short-handed, And I just feel like we're setting ourselves up for this debate again, because I really don't think at the end of the day, two out of three of those guys, meaning the two centers, I don't think they're top three players in the league. If you gave me a choice, I would take Kawhi Leonard over both of them. But that's a separate conversation, and I know. And but for a regular season award, I'm going to go with Joel Embiid.
0: Brandon, go ahead.
1: Oh, I'm just going to say at this point, you know, I would vote for Giannis, but I don't have a vote. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think it's gotten so deadlocked that it's just like. Hey, I mean, best record in the NBA when he plays. I mean, what he's able to do switching defensively. It's like if Anthony Davis played 75 plus games, he'd beat the MVP, right? But he played 55. So, I mean, because I value defense. So, I, I wouldn't vote for Jokic as much as I love his offensive game. I think Embiid's it's it's over right now.
0: And I, I think also a <laughs> lot of it is, is recency bias, right? So, Embiid last night, Just had 52 against a really good team, and Jokic has been out for a few games, and he's he hasn't played in a few games, and the games that he did play, he wasn't himself. So I think a lot of it is recency bias, and that's why I think Embiid's probably gonna probably gonna take it because well, because how many how many more more games games?
1: is yeah how many more meaningful games is Jokic gonna play with three games to go like zero up
0: against Jokic in that only matchup really dominated that game so.
2: Grant, what was the turning point? I mean, you're, you're so tapped into what's happening online and social. I mean, was there a moment where Jokic went from hands-down lock MVP to, I mean, people breaking down film where he can't play yeah, defense? You, know,
0: you know what it was? It was that game against the Raptors, I believe, where I think somebody made a, a nine-minute highlight reel of <laughs> everybody attacking the paint against Nicole Jokic. And some of them weren't even his fault. You right, but, you know, we love to pile on, you know, it was the same thing with Paul George when they called him, you know, pandemic P it was the same thing when he hit the side of the backboard, all these things happen because people just
2: pile on. It may not be the truth, but yeah. I think that
0: Raptors game and that nine minute video is what
2: did it. For him. <laughs> well, yeah, because Brandon, you touched on And I mean, you have been such a big Jokic guy in terms of statistically speaking, historically great player. But, I mean, you got to play some defense, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think he, he deserved it last year. He's shorthanded, led that team to a pretty great record. This year, yeah, I know they're first, but, like, I mean, Embiid has a close enough record. Giannis has a close enough record, and they play 10 times the defense.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's going to be interesting. You know, in these situations, I generally always lean with the straw poll, the media's. You know they always hang together. They grab drinks after the uh, the games, and everyone kind of knows what everyone's going to vote for. So um, you know they don't have to submit their b- the ballot. I don't think until uh, the end of the season. Again, that's that's coming on up. We only have a a couple of games left, but you know you you go from again Jokic really being a lock to now it's it's. You know, I, I think Joel Embiid has a very realistic chance, but again, to your guys' point, you know that doesn't necessarily mean the best player in the league. I mean, if I if I'm drafting my top five players in the league right now, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, in, I'm including LeBron, I'm including TD, I'm including Giannis, I'm including Kawhi, but yeah, I mean. This is exactly what we hoped and dreamed for, guys. The Lakers in the mix. The Clippers are in the mix. They're playing each other tonight. Fantastic. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, "Stay safe, and stay healthy."
0: This is the Arash Markazi show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN radio.
2: Cutle foot the
3: cast so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing currency chasing worldwide through the hard times, worrying
0: faces Sha tears as we rub brothers close to heart. What was a friend now a ghost in the dark?